0: Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edgeboost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today.
1: Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake fantasy baseball podcast on the sports gambling podcast network i am blake meyer it feels good to be back it's our first day back since i think we recorded on thursday last week so first day back since thursday doing the damn thing to start off week eight of the fantasy baseball season there was some very good baseball being played i'm not sunday night baseball god that game fucking sucked i watched like the whole thing uh, I mean, pitching duel is cool, but a pitching duel where Verlander strikes out five in eight innings is kind of boring. So, uh, but I mean, we got some good baseball lined up this week, which is what we're here to talk about. As always, I am here with my man Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, Ryan?
0: I'm doing good. It, once again, yeah, feels like too long since we last, since we last uh, podcasted here, but yeah, it's can't believe it's already week eight of Fantasy Baseball. We're getting into the what third one third of the way into the fantasy baseball season. We got playoffs in week 23, 24. So yeah, by now you're really getting your roster set and you're figuring out uh, where you stand and what you need to do to get into playoff contention. If you have to.
1: Yeah. And this is the part of the year where for me, like guys really solidify themselves. Uh, I mean, not really necessarily for like the entire year, but like if they're struggling at this point in the year right now, it's a legitimate struggle. It's not an unlucky stretch. It's not a, oh, they're just getting used to their new team. It's not uh, maybe they're just trying to get used to the new like ballpark or any of that. This is like if they're still struggling, it's legitimate struggles. And at this point, if they're still hitting really well, it's time to take notice and question, like, is this actually for real? Like somebody like we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit, but somebody like Ezekiel Duran, is this for real? He's done this all year. Corey Seager's back. He is now still starting every day. He's not starting today as we record this because they're giving him a day off. But Corey Seager came back and they turned him into like a super utility that's going to play all over and get every day at bats because he's tearing the cover off the ball. Something like that is worth taking notes on whether or not that's real. And I think it is.
0: Yeah, I mean, we're seeing players like him, players like Christopher Morrell, who's coming up now. He's hit a few more home runs over the weekend. These players that are coming up and showing there for real. I mean, maybe it is only a hot stretch but it's been 7 weeks of the baseball season now almost 2 months so yeah we're going to be 2 months next week so this is you know going into June you baseball teams figure out you know what they need to do before head of the trade deadline that's the same thing that fantasy baseball managers should be doing as well um somebody that I picked up in my main 12 team league that I was surprised was dropped so I, I was happy I put in the waiver claim right before the day he was available uh, Andre Jimenez uh, second base shortstop eligible for the cleveland guardians he was eighth round pick top hundred pick and if someone dropped him i was like you know let's pick him up second base shortstop gave him a chance uh, i'm not sure if you have any take on andre jimenez he has had a pretty horrific start to this season only hitting 226 his baseball savant page is pretty blue up there besides his speed um what do you think about jimenez as a uh, a young guy that's struggling
1: um I think the struggles are real at the plate. Uh, I I think he overperformed how good he really is last year. He had 28 doubles, 17 home runs, which is a pretty good year for a second baseman, especially with how he, thin the position is. He finished sixth in MVP voting. Which is had, nuts. That's crazy. Like, that, Anderson Manez should not finish <laughs> sixth in MVP voting. Uh, but yeah, I, I think... He's a weird one because I just talked about this is who players are. So, like, yeah, I think this might be leaning more towards the player that he is. But I also don't think he's this bad. So I think there is some upside to him moving forward from here. I don't think his upside is what it was last year. But Jimenez is not going to be a guy that hits like four home runs or five home runs on the year while batting 220. He's probably going to bat 270. He'll hit 11 or 12 home runs. And you'll be happy you had him. Uh, he's still stealing bases at a decent clip. He's got seven on the year, so he's giving you some upside there. But, yeah, I, I think this is this is not the Jimenez you're going to get for the full year, but this is a version of him that is a real version of him. Last year, I think, uh, kind of like um, when we were doing our, our catcher rankings before the season, and I had knocked JT Realmuto down a few pegs because mm-hmm. – I thought last year was literally as good as it gets for JT Ramuto. There's no, that was the ceiling of the ceiling. There was no way for him to progress beyond that. I think last year for Andres Jimenez was the same thing. That was the ceiling of the ceiling. That, that was the best you'll ever get. So expectations need to be tempered, but there is some upside.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he hit almost 300 last year after hitting 218 the year before in 68 games. So yeah, Jimenez is someone that, Maybe we'll bounce back. Someone that we have been big on as a podcast. I am going to run a cup eight on him. I I changed my team name. My team name was Lars's Newt Bar. Um, (laughs) We're getting ready to drop Lars Newt Bar. Um, I have rebranded to Yoshida's Island because he's been good for me. But uh, Lars Newt Bar, is he somebody you're looking to hold on to, or is this just something where Ofer for Ofer is past? 11, 1 for 5 before that, 2 for 4s before that. He's not hitting well this, on this season, hitting 258. I think he still has something in his swing there, or may, might he just be what he is right now?
1: I think it's just a little slump. I still... Uh, I still love me some Lars, and Lars I trust, at least. It's,
0: it's These players are who they are, unless they're our favorite <laughs> players. and then they, then they have a chance.
1: Uh No, see, I, I give Newt Bar a little bit of benefit of the doubt because he started the year on the uh injured list, so he didn't get the same start everybody else got. And he played in the WBC, which all the WBC guys tend to be struggling a bit this year, except for Acuna, but Acuna didn't really show out in the WBC yeah. either. Rosa, Rosarino's doing Decently, I think. I mean, the yeah. guys are doing awesome, but
0: yeah, Trey Turner, Lars Nubar, Yoshida had his struggles there at the beginning, so yeah, maybe there is something to that.
1: Yeah, he's uh, he's making hard contact still. Average active velocity is eighty nine miles an hour, so it's above league average. uh He's walking at a crazy rate seventeen percent walk rate and a nineteen percent K rate. So mm-hmm. I love a guy with under twenty percent K rate. So maybe I like him more in points leagues. I guess would be a better way to put it. I can see why in a categories league you might be frustrated because he's not giving you the production that you're looking for. But in a points league, there's still a lot of upside there. High walk rate, lower strikeout rate. He does have some power and some speed. He does have 20 home run power if he can not go 0 for 4 all the time. But I, I'm i holding out hope on Lars Newbar just because I like a lot of the changes he made. And he doesn't change a lot of pitches His uh, or chase a lot of pitches. His chase rate's in the 97th percentile. And his whiff rate's in the 80th percentile. So he, there's yeah. a lot of upside there.
0: <laughs> his baseball savant page is mostly red. His lowest thing is barrel rate, 46th percentile. But expected slugging, 50th percentile. Expected WOBA is in the top top quarter, 76th percentile. So yeah, he has the tools. He just has to, you know, put it together here. And hopefully the uh, the Cardinals will will help him figure that out.
1: And I think starting t- today, they're playing in Cincy. So... I okay. mean, he, he's great American ballpark. Up. He's at all yeah, out tonight, though. Tonight. But I mean, if you're listening to this and it's Tuesday, mm-hmm. New Bar probably starting. If you're the betting type, maybe Lars New Bar anytime home run. He feels like a plus 500 kind of guy. So, Thing or
0: Tuesday, Thing or yeah, Tuesday cool. coming up.
1: Hell yeah. Doesn't the MLB gambling podcast do those on uh, Mondays or was it Tuesdays? Do they do? Oh, they used to do something like that. Yeah. Moonshot Mondays. That's what they did. Moonshot mm-hmm. Mondays uh but yeah so i am still on lars i like lars
0: <laughs> yeah we'll see if he ends up having any, any sort of any sort of boost here at moving forward speaking of boost have you signed up for edge boost yet if not you're missing out edge boost is the world's first bet now pay later visa card similar to buy now pay later programs edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equally equal weekly installments that's right zero percent interest simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2500 in advances. You can up to $2500 you can add to your bankroll. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: All right, so uh, I want to just kind of jump right into some more waiver wire stuff for this week because it is mm-hmm. our first episode of the week, and that is what we tend to do early on in the week. Um, and I guess I mean my article's out there now on Fantasy Pros for Week Eight waiver wire guys to take a look at. And I'm just going to say right now, probably my favorite one for this week. There's two from the same team. First would be Jorge Soler for Miami, oddly under owned. Uh, I know it can be difficult when to wrap your head around the fact that some of these guys might actually be owned under fifty, in under 50% of leagues, but it happens. Uh, Jorge Soler is one of those guys. They're heading for a four-game series in Colorado, and we all know that Coors Field makes the ball jump. And if there's anybody that has light tower power on the Miami roster, it is Jorge Soler. He's uh, got an, almost a 20% barrel rate. Uh, his expected slugging is five sixty one, which is in the ninety third percentile. One hundred fourteen point eight mile per hour per hour average or max exit velocity. So he, he's a, the kind of guy that could go there and hit a, a couple of four hundred seventy five foot dingers. Uh, do you have any shares of Soler this year, Ryan?
0: I, I did. I picked him. Looking at my player history, I picked him up for a week, April nineteenth to April twenty sixth, and I dropped him. He was picked up uh, on yeah. May 13th by someone else. And, he, yeah, he's been on fire since then. 12 home runs, only hitting 247. But, like, as we talked about before the, before the season, and should mention more, like, that's not a bad average, especially for a power mm-hmm. hitter like Solaire. Obviously, you said going to course Field is going to be fantastic. <sighs> Four-game series there. I could see him easily hitting two bombs, if not more. Um, yeah, he's been hitting second in the order for them, fourth hitting the top of the order. So, yeah, Solaire is somebody – only rostered in 47% of the Yahoo League. So he is available in most leagues out there. And if he is available, I would definitely go pick him up.
1: Yeah, 15% of ESPN leagues too, which seems like criminally ESPN low. ESPN is just
0: fake. ESPN just like, yeah. they, they cook the bucks there.
1: They seriously do. I mean, Jorge or Soler yesterday went four for five with a, a home run and three RBIs as well. So he's heating up heading into that series in Colorado. And his teammate, who I also love this week, Brian De La Cruz, he's somebody that was on my breakout players for this year. Uh, He was on my must-have players for this season list Uh, very quietly. I'll say quiet because he's 24% rostered on Yahoo, 6% is all on ESPN. But he is very quietly putting together a year where he is hitting just shy of 300 again. The power's not there that we hoped would be there. He's only got five home runs so far this year. But he showed last September, October, that he does have the power when he hit like 389 with six home runs. Uh, This year right now he's hitting 284 with five home runs, 18 RBIs, and he stole a couple bases. He has that same crazy power, just a step down from Solaire's crazy power. But he does have crazy power that's going to play very, very well in Colorado. So even if you just want him for a week, even though I think he's rosterable just from here on out, I think he's got a lot of upside there. In Miami, it, there's been a lot of injuries on that team lately, which are helping him get more every day at bats, which helps as well. Uh, he's somebody that I think you should be targeting and starting for sure this week.
0: Yeah, he was someone I was looking to pick up uh, for for Nupar. Yeah, And with those four games at Coors Field, he's been hitting the ball. He had a hit streak there going on until he went over 4 on Sunday. So yeah, he's hitting fourth, fifth in that lineup for the Marlins course field they have guys that can get on base uh so yeah they have the power with now with with solaire and, and de la cruz I mean, last year we saw he played 115 games only had 13 home runs mm-hmm. but he is on pace for closer to 20 this year with uh closer to 80 rbis while hitting two eighty 280, two eighty-four. so yeah i think he's someone you can pick up here and then you know if you want to ride that hot streak ride him while you can
1: yeah and we got we got one Waiver wire related question here in the chat, real quick. Uh, Chad wants to know if Gavin Stone flames out tonight for the Dodgers, should he be thinking to fab Sheen on the chance the Dodgers get aggressive to replace Stone for a Saturday start? I think so because Gavin Stone wasn't that good the first time he came up, and if he's not that good today, the Dodgers might be in a little bit of a panic mode because they are dealing with a bunch of injuries. And Bobby Miller, who knows? Bobby Miller was supposed to be real good, but he's he's something else. So uh, I think it could be worth it because I think I think uh, Stone has a very short leash for today's start.
0: Yeah, if it's a league where where pitchers like that go pretty quickly, and you want to get ahead of the curve, it's probably a good aggressive move. But it, it is he's he hasn't pitched past Double A. He's only been in the minors for two years, so he is still relatively fresh. But, yeah, the Dodgers have been pretty aggressive there, so it's not necessarily a bad move if you want to maybe get ahead of things there.
1: Uh, Speaking of getting ahead of things, uh, if you are in the dire need of saves like I seem to be in all of my freaking Roto Leagues, Miguel Miguel Castro, there we go, for the Arizona Card. Tell me I didn't just start. Arizona Cardinals? That. For the Arizona Cardinals starting quarterback. No, Miguel Tyler Castro. Murray's Fucking Closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks now. If I could spit that out. Uh, he's got four saves now, I believe. Uh Andrew Chafin, don't quite know what's going on with him, but it seems that like Castro has taken over the lead for that closer role. Arizona is a, a pretty decent team, so they should be in line for a good chunk of save opportunities out there uh, i snatched him up in tgfbi yesterday i think i bid i think i got him for a 25 dollar fab bid which is wild i should i should have got way out bid for that uh but i got him i think the next closest bid was like uh 11 so if you are in the need of saves he is somebody to keep an eye on or just go add right now because it seems like he has that closer job locked down at least for the moment.
0: Yeah, he has that job locked down. ERA two point six one, whip 19 strikeouts in twenty and two thirds. Back to back save opportunities against Oakland and Pittsburgh. There, Chafin, I mean, is more of just a journeyman lefty anyway. So I can't imagine the Diamondbacks mm-hmm. can't exactly want to use him him as a closer there. So yeah, Castro has good numbers, has strikeout stuff. Hasn't allowed a run in quite some time here. So, yeah, I'd go pick him up. He's rostered in only 26% of Yahoo League. So, 5 by 5 league, if you're looking for saves, I think Castro is a uh, good source of them. You can probably find him pretty cheap, too.
1: And he does what I love, very slider-heavy. That's his main pitch, his go-to pitch. And it's got a 35% whiff rate, which is awesome. And his average spin rate is almost 2,800 RPMs, which is crazy. That's got to be top 10 in the league for a slider so excellent out pitch, which you look for in a closer three pitch guy, slider, sinker, change up. And yeah, uh, if you're looking for saves, that me that might be the uh, premier guy on the waiver wire right now for saves. Uh, yeah, Anthony. Thing Mouric, is- yes, you should, you should uh, stash Elie De La Cruz.
0: De La Cruz is, is
1: very stashable. Yes.
0: But uh, yeah, Miguel Castro worth noting with him, he's 28. He has been a bit of a, a journeyman played with, Baltimore, the Mets, Rockies, Yankees, and now the, and Toronto, now the Diamondbacks. This is what, his is sixth team here. So, unless maybe that Slaughter's a new pitch or he's found something with that where he can become a, a dominant closer, but don't go, don't go too, too hard there on Castro. Um, speaking of closers, it looks like Craig Kimbrell should be, uh, the Phillies closer right now. I think he needs Ugh. one more for 400 in his career, with which Kenley Jansen just got um Soto is you know Soto and and Dominguez and whatnot might get some chances in there and I think Alvarado isn't out too long term um also the Yankees they've had Wandi Peralta in there Michael King so I think Peralta could be could be worth a look he has better ratio so far this season compared to King um but either way yeah saves especially in today's game there's they're out there they're out there to be found so you just gotta just gotta find them
1: Yes, and finding, it sounds like a, a transition into a, a, an ad, but now finding gems on the waiver wire can be difficult. Uh, a lot of guys, I mean, they're so unowned that you don't notice them or whatever, they're not on your radar. But it also depends on league type too. Like some of these guys in Dynasty Leagues are very owned, whereas in a Redraft League, they're not. Uh, One of those guys that would be like not on a ton of redraft league radars that I'm keeping an eye on is Mark Vientos for the Mets. Mm -hmm. He he hit a home run in his debut, but he has kind of struggled overall. But he has legitimate power. So the power is there. And I tweeted out the other day that after his first two games, he had – God, it was like – Uh, I can pull it up right here. One, two, three, four, five batted ball events over 102 miles an hour in his first two games and another one at 99 miles an hour. He wasn't so lucky yesterday. Uh, Field out, force out, strike out. So he struggled a little, but uh, he's one of those Mets power hitting prospects that got the call. And it looks like they're going to really do a good job of trying to fit him into that lineup with Beatty and Alvarez. So, Maybe he has a Beatty-like start to start to his Mets career where he's kind of slow rolled up and then he really kicks it in and the power and the, the hitting ability shows up. Beatty had an awesome single last night where uh, he took an inside fastball from Bieber and just kind of hit it out there to left center, which was a cool one to watch. And I'm thinking Vientos is going to be more of a 240 hitter but could hit 30 home runs than somebody like a Beatty who could hit closer to 300. But I mean, in a deep, a deep league where you are in need of power, he's somebody that is still fairly available in a lot of leagues. I think under 30% owned in every league right now, for the most part, again, outside of like dynasty leagues or 15 team leagues, Uh, he's somebody to keep an eye on moving forward because he's making crazy contact with the ball it's just a matter of getting it up in the air
0: yeah and vientos i am worried kind of worried about a playing time like Beatty has you know he's left in the bat he's going to play against most starters he can play at third base he's going to mix in left field alvarez obviously can go behind the plate unless until navarez comes back but vientos is kind of just splitting that dh spot with vogelbach and i think vogelbach's going to bat against righty he's going to start against righty until vientos until either vogelbach just continues to stink it up or vientos shows that he can hit right-handed uh pitching so vientos isn't necessarily someone i'm going out to, to uh, snag i did pick him up and, and dropped him four days later when he got caught up because he <laughs> he's not playing every day so it's not worth it but yeah vientos i think for for the long haul it is worth mentioning um, they play the Cubs at Wrigley Field and then at Colorado for this weekend. So Ooh. if you're looking for some uh, late-week power, look for some, some Mets there possibly. Um, another young guy that is coming up off of the IL for the Twins is Royce Lewis. I believe he just had a rehab stint. He went three for four in his latest minor league rehab game with A, Had a home run. He's now eight for 18 with three home runs and three stolen bases in five games. Um, he was pretty good last year in 12 games for the twins hitting in two home runs, batting 300. He is already rostered in 41% of Yahoo leagues because he is IL eligible. So most people are probably just stashing him, but is Royce Lewis someone you're kind of looking at? He's eligible to come off the IL before the end of the month.
1: He is one that I probably get asked about more than anybody else lately. Um, for me, it's a no, I can understand if in a deep league you want to take a flyer on him because you want somebody that can play shortstop and could get a decent amount of at bats. I just don't see the fantasy production there. He feels like one of those players that's a good baseball player, mm-hmm. but it doesn't transition to good fantasy baseball, like a uh, Andrelton Simmons type of player. Like it, it's he's going to look good. He's fun to watch play, but. He's going to hit 10 home runs and steal 12 bases on the year while hitting 250. And then you're going to question why you had him the whole time. And it, the name value is there, the top prospect value is there. Everybody's going to want to kind of jump on the next post hype sleeper train, which Royce Lewis would be. I don't think the fantasy value is there. I think you're better off letting somebody else take a gamble with him. And hey, if they pick him up and he comes out and tears the cover off the ball, good for them. But there's a lot more cons to owning him than there is pros.
0: Yeah. And I guess he'll play third base instead of Kyle Farmer when he when he comes back to the majors or second base instead of Julian. But Julian's another prospect they have there that they like. They're not gonna move Correa off shortstop, I can't imagine. So yeah, Lewis. As Insano is saying in the chat here, has been hyped for years. He's been waiting for him to produce for years now, and yeah, he just might be one of these shortstops that you know is a solid player to build your team around it as a as a baseball team, but not as a as a fantasy baseball team, especially this year when shortstop is kind of such a deep position there. So, yeah, Lewis is just someone another one of those not lottery ticket types because he does have more than that, but you know maybe someone not to get too concerned about if you don't have any shares of him um all right and we are brought to you by shady rays which is teaming up with sgpn for shady may not only do you get an amazing 50 percent off you also have a chance to win 500 shady rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures if you lose or break your pair even on day one they told us will send you a brand new pair no questions asked there's no risk when you shop with shady rays their team always has your back for our international listeners shady rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off, two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure to take your receipt to sportsgovernpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right, speaking of shortstops, a shortstop that had had a pretty good year a few years ago is now coming back up and killing the ball. Paul Young for the uh, St. Louis Ooh, Cardinals. Is he someone you're looking looking to add if you haven't already?
1: Absolutely. Uh, he's another guy that I uh, like. Had a nice little fab win of yesterday. I, I felt so. I felt so happy that I added him in TGFBI, but then I also felt so dumb because I put like a forty dollar fab bid on him because I was like, oh man. Like I know this is probably a little high, but I want to make sure I get him. And nobody else bid on him, so I could have won him for a damn dollar. But it's okay. Uh, Yeah, he's one of those guys. He's been around for a minute, uh, but he's only 29. So somehow he's like old and not old at the same time. He's always been a bit of a power guy. He had 19 home runs in 2021 in just 113 games. Pretty damn good. 30 home runs back in 2019 when everybody was hitting 30 home runs. But now in just 23 games, he's got seven home runs so far. And he's hitting 282 with a 364 on on-base percentage and a 954 OPS. He's absolutely tearing the cover off the ball, and I think he's worth a look in a lot of places because the Cardinals were a very underproducing team, and they needed kind of a, a jump start to their lineup, which is weird to say in a lineup that has, like, Paul Goldschmidt, Coland V.
0: yeah, Yeah,
1: like, that's just nuts. Uh, but, I mean, a lot of... DeYoung's success is coming from the fastball. He's hitting 441 off the fastball with five of his home runs hitting under 170 against breaking and off-speed pitches. So there's some worry there. But I mean, with off-speed pitches, he's only whiffing 15% of the time off of them. So. They gotta come to you, too. They can't just throw off speed. They gotta, gotta come to him with, yeah. with, with some fastballs. And so I there's some upside there. Do I think he's going to all of a sudden be a 30-home run guy again? Probably not, but he's got 20 plus home run power, which we love around here. So yeah, if De young's available, ride the hot streak, especially they're going to Colorado. So the young on this power hitting hot streak right now, playing at Coors field is probably going to be a lot of fun to watch. And I hope so. Cause I can use those stats in my lineup. Well, no,
0: they're at Cincy. Uh, my, oh, Cincinnati. Miami, yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, my yeah. is in Colorado. I've been talking <laughs> about that, but yeah, they're they're in Cincinnati for a few and then Cleveland. So yeah, De young has been killing the ball and he, should be able to keep it up in, in uh, Cincinnati.
1: All right. Before we go to two-star pitchers, you want to do the ad? Oh, wait. We did the ad, didn't we? I just did the ads. God. Okay. So I'm. we can transition the waiver wire into two-star pitching because I do have a uh, two-star pitcher for this week that I think should be picked up at least for this week. Okay. And it is Michael Lorenzen of the Detroit Tigers, under 30% owned in the majority of leagues, barely owned at all in ESPN leagues seems like a weird one to add he because today or Tuesday you start Monday or Tuesday I think he starts today but I like his start today and and uh so, Saturday oh, as well hopefully
0: yeah. the listeners are in the live then so they can think go, yeah could
1: be in the up. live or or pick him up for the end of the week as well because I mean in his last uh 20 innings he's given up two earned runs only struck at 11 but he's got an era under one his whip is really low as well And in four of his last five games, he's given up one run or less. He's not doing it any kind of fancy way. He's just very consistent. He throws seven different pitches, which I can't remember the last time I saw a pitcher that threw seven different pitches. Yeah. And I think all of his pitches have over a 20% whiff rate or six of his seven have over a 20% whiff rate. So he's not killing you with necessarily one particular pitch. Is just consistent with all of them, and it is turning into serviceable streaming option. Like, I mean, I would, I would even put him maybe right now with the the run that he's on, maybe in like that tier just above a streaming option, good enough to roster, but you just keep him on your bench until he does have those two star weeks or he has a favorable matchup. Then you roll him out there. But yeah, he's he's getting it done. Detroit is really bad, but they've also been like good enough at times to to give run support so michael lorenzen is somebody that i think is worth i mean he's worth an ad this week even if you're listening to this and he's only starting once after you hear this but if you're in the live he's 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 worth a, a pickup for today as well
0: yeah there's not a lot of, of two-star pitchers starting on Tuesday because there's a lot of off days it looks like uh, on
1: thursday
0: I'm trying to find somebody here that's going to be under roster. Rich Hill starts Tuesday, but they have an hey. off day. Rich oh. Hill has been great. We, we know how much I love, love Dick Mountain there, but he's <laughs> going to start. His next start is going to be Monday. So, you know, maybe pick him up for, for this start and then hold him for two starts next week. Um, Brian Bello has been decent for the Red Sox, three straight wins in his starts, but they also have an off day. So, he's probably not starting twice. It's, it's tough this week to, to find. Uh, two-star pitchers maybe marco gonzalez starting tomorrow against oakland and then sunday against pittsburgh that that might be worth i know gonzalez isn't the best he got blown up by the red sox last time out but before that back-to-back quality starts including against houston so i mean mariners should be huge favorites against oakland and then probably decent favorites at home against pittsburgh
1: yeah you know i I don't hate that one actually as much as i i shit on marco last time we talked about him I don't hate him as a two-start this week just because those matchups are probably as good as it gets for a two-start week. Like That's exactly what you look for. Uh, But somebody like, man, maybe like a Drew Smiley. He pitches Tuesday against the Mets and then Sunday against Cincinnati at home. I don't hate that. Drew Smiley's been – he's been – oddly good this year i he, he should be rostered in, in most leagues but if
0: he's is he available he's rostered in 72 percent of yahoo leagues i'm not sure
1: 45 percent of espn so my espn homies I get on ESPN. it he's worth it uh and somebody like let me check let me check the roster percent no not that person uh dane dunning is a weird one too but he starts today he didn't start tuesday uh, uh Ashcraft, Taz, Taz bradley's good
0: he's rostered yep. in more than 50 percent of of He's, t- he's got two tough matchups, though, both at home, uh, Toronto and then the Dodgers. So maybe he's only, and he's only gone five innings or five and a third in his four starts.
1: True. And then, I mean, one that's kind of been on everybody's radar lately. Again, he's overowned on ESPN to count or on Yahoo to count, but only 32% on ESPN would be Yuri Perez. Mm, yeah. He's had an excellent start to the year. Uh, and and Sanders said, what about Fantrax leagues? <laughs> uh, from what I've gathered from doing all my fucking research for these damn articles, fan tracks ownership is almost spot on with Yahoo ownership for all players. Like 99% of the people you check, they're like within one or 2% of each other. So it's about the same. they is just a wild card. Yeah. We got a revenge. Mackenzie Gore start on Tuesday at
0: home against the Padres. And then, second in the week uh, in Kansas City. So that's a pretty good two-star pitcher there if he's available in your league. He yes. is 52% rostered in Yahoo.
1: I like that one a lot as well, actually. Uh, but then after that, I mean, you got Austin Bomber. Bobby Miller.
0: What do you think about Bobby Miller? He's probably only one star because they have an off day. But starting Tuesday uh, in Atlanta, I see someone you're picking up?
1: Um, Probably not, just because... He hasn't shown me the upside that I really hoped he was going to. He's a top prospect. He's got a lot going for him. He's got a good fastball, got a good slider, got a good curveball. Would you like to see three plus pitches? But I mean, at triple A this year, his his strikeouts per nine dropped from eleven point eight last year to seven point five this year, and his walks jumped up almost to four per nine. So I'm curious kind of what's going on there. I might be a little unlucky, but I mean, his xFIP is 5.31 and his ERA is 5.65. So we've seen guys come up that struggled.
0: It's only 14 innings. It is four starts. Yeah, only only it's a small sample size. Um, Yeah, he had one. He had back to back bad starts. His most recent start: six innings, two hits, one run, one walk, six strikeouts. So hopefully we get more of that. I mean, he. I think he's. He was hyped up pretty good, so I'm surprised he's only rostered in a quarter of Yahoo Leagues. I mean, I'd, I'd pick him up if he was available in my league.
1: Yeah, he's annoying as hell to go against an MLB The Show last year. <laughs> yeah. Fucking card was nuts. That thing was expensive forever, too. But, I mean, there there are guys that have had less than stellar numbers at the AAA level this year that have already produced okay at the Major League level. Bryce Miller would be somebody like would be a good comp that way. He wasn't that great in the minors this year, and then came up and had like literally had the greatest start in MLB history, like whip wise and everything. Uh, and then Brandon Williamson for Cincinnati, he struggled mightily. Another former Mariner prospect, he struggled mightily for Cincinnati in the minors. He had a what is that a six six two ERA uh, and a f- almost six walks per nine. But then came up and threw five and two thirds innings with a one five nine ERA in his start. And I think he starts again today as well. So yeah, I mean Bobby Miller has the pedigree, the prospect pedigree to be good. So he can be. I'm just curious, especially going against say it was Atlanta. Yeah. That's not the most favorable matchup out the gate, but we'll we'll see how it plays out.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, ever like it's just a matter of all these all these prospects coming up. Everyone's like, "Oh, let me let me go, let me go get them." FOMO, FOMO. And then Bobby Miller is someone who has been hyped up a while, and people are just looking at that five point six five ERA and four starts and getting scared away.
1: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's all the two star pitchers I want to recommend. To be completely honest, like I, I'm not one of the people that wants to just force feed every single player down your throat and try and tell you why they're good. I would rather we just give you guys the ones that we really are down to back and can put our, our stamp of approval. The baseball mm-hmm. money is fake stamp of approval on quick waiver wire guy. Quick question.
0: Initial Fire reaction, away. Joey Gallo ad. Okay.
1: I take back everything I said at the beginning of the year,
0: 28% roster in the Yahoo leagues. He's uh two home runs, uh, in the past week, uh, four home runs in the past 10 days. So, yeah, he's been hitting the ball.
1: He's walking at a crazy high rate, even though he's striking out at almost 40%. He's hitting the cover off the ball and he's in the middle of one of his hot streaks. And for me, Gallo is always an ad in the middle of one of his hot streaks and always a drop in the middle of his cold streaks because his <laughs> cold streaks can end up being like 0 for 45. But his hot streaks, he can hit 10 home runs in eight games. He could have so, a three home run game. Yeah. And just, yeah. So, <clears throat> middle of a hot streak right now. Absolutely, add Joey Gallo, especially. I think his on base percentage is like 360 right now. So he's playing like good in category leagues, also, especially on base percentage leagues. Big time ad. Same with Alex Kirloff. I like Alex Kirloff too. So I yeah, add, add him as well.
0: The twins are at home where Gallo is hitting 235 with a 997 OPS, <laughs> opposed to a 190 with 826 on the road. So may- maybe something there with the batter's eye, knowing, knowing stuff there.
1: So yeah. Yeah. So make sure you guys follow us on Twitter. At fake baseball, the coolest at on Twitter. Uh check us out on YouTube at Fake Baseball Money. Same with Twitch, Fake Baseball Money. We are live over on both of those platforms every time we record. Check us out in the Discord, sg.pn slash discord. That baseball channel in that Discord is going wild and I love it. We are catching up to the hockey discord channel. No, and you're not. We'll never, we'll never no, be there, not. but we're the I'd say we're the second most active channel in the Discord. You, you, guys,
0: you guys stole right catfish now. from us. So no, no, ne, never never.
1: <laughs> come on, damn right we did. Come,
0: come back to the dark side.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh go check us out. We're always down to talk, always down to chat. If you have any fantasy-related questions, we are always, always, always. Here to answer them i get dms all the time from fantasy questions and i answer every one of them you can follow me on twitter at balake b-u-h-h-l-o-c-k-a-y-e
0: and you can follow me on twitter at r gilbert sop and we'll catch you guys next time see ya